0: good evening and welcome welcome back to the question and answer series for anash.org i want to begin thanking the many people who keep on writing in their shalas, and their questions thanking them for sending it in and i want to apologize for the people which i won't be able to answer all their questions this week because it came in a lot of questions the last week or two and we are limited in time but in Mirza Hashem through the following weeks we will come to your questions in Mirza Hashem and we'll get to it another thing which I want to mention uh, there's a big oilam a lot of people are listening to the shirim, and adversified people so you have all kind of people are listening that means Jews and non Jews, even men and women, boys and girls. So, I would like to ask all the people who are writing questions that they should consider before they're writing the questions that we won't be able to address publicly at a public forum some questions which is not appropriate for a public forum. I will answer that via email how it was sent, but I won't be able to answer it on a public forum. Not not all the questions could be answered on a public forum, so at least at least you'll get an answer privately. But uh, don't expect that all the questions that should be answered publicly, because not er- everything is for public consumption. and Now we'll get to the questions which we get we have we received and we'll go on. A follow-up question. Last week he spoke about coffee on the airplane. Um, the question is now what is about what about coffee from an unkosher restaurant? From McDonald's, Starbucks, etc. The answer is like this. We spoke specifically last week on airlines because airlines i know the system i verified it and also two or three weeks ago we spoke about coffees in a gas station which is basically a very simple coffee machine but when you come to a restaurant a non-kosher restaurant over there you're going into serious problems because over there they do use other kind of utensils they use dishes they wash it together with not really non-kosher Dishes. so when you're talking about coffee consuming coffee from a restaurant which is a for restaurant you cannot use that only from the airplanes because they have a spe- specific the way how to make coffee specific coffee maker the same will go also to gasoline stations so therefore you could use but when you're talking about restaurants you shouldn't use it if it has non-hature at all. Question: Are we allowed to move to our new house after the timeless Shiwi? Same question is: are we allowed to use furniture that might arrive in the three weeks? May we, may, may new countertops be installed during the three weeks? moving in the three weeks is not teleketchil, it's not kedai so therefore like the Rebbe writes in one of the letters that you should put in stuff in the apartment before the three weeks that means you already moved in before the three weeks and then even though you are coming over to your apartment to sleep and bringing over the rest of the stuff in the three weeks that's not considered moving in the three weeks because you moved already before the three weeks Regarding the other two questions. Are you permitted to use furniture, which will come in three weeks? Yes, there's no problem. The same goes to the third question to install countertops in the kitchen. In the three weeks You are permitted to buying stuff and using stuff Things which you have to make a Shekhyonu, you don't buy. That means new clothing, a new car, all these things. So we, we try not to buy but uh, a countertop to fix, finish a kitchen or furniture, etc. you could buy even in three weeks of course not in the nine days but in the three weeks you could buy it If a frat when you bought it beforehand and it's gonna only arrive in three weeks for sure there's no problem at all question I like to braid my chalas, freeze them and bake them as needed when do I take challah? okay this is a, a little bit a complicated question and we'll get to it momentarily but first I want to say that you have to, in order to take challah with a bracha you have to have a sheir. there's a mechloik as what the shear is but since we go to according to the shir so in order to make a bracha on a first challah you ha- the shear is 3 pounds and 10.9 ounces. If it's less than that, if it's more than 2 pounds and 12.1 ounces, you take chalawira So from 2 pounds 12.1 till 3 pounds 10.9, you take chalawira If it's more than that, you take chalawira Now, Now, the question is like this you are making a dough which has the Sheer Challah that means it is let's say four pounds but you're going to divide it braid it, divide it, freeze it and you're going to take it out every year of Shabbos and then you're going to bake it and when you're going to bake it, you're not going to have a Sheer because if you bake it, you have the Sheer so of course there's no problem you're going to bake it, you don't have to have a Sheer so there's a Makhlourke in if a person makes a dough, I'm an That means you're making a dough in order to divide it afterwards and separate, bake it separately. Now, the Gemara over there talks about five ladies which give their dough to a person who makes yeast. He makes a dough, makes it, he makes, makes it to become yeast, and then he gives it back for the people says, if somebody makes a dough in order to divide it, that means for the five people who which gave them gave him the dough, then you don't make a. It's not mechir bechalla. The Shlokish says it is mechir bechalla. Most of the poiskim rishonim, pascan like that you make a dough and you it's to to, to divide it. You don't need to take challah. But there's a machlokes a poiskim, what does it mean? that you divide it. So there's four shitas. I don't want to go into all the four shitas, but some poets can say that is only if you divide it for four, five extra people. You divide it for separate people which are not part of your household. Then, you don't have to make challah. You take challah. But if you divide it for your own consumption, then you are to take challah. Other post can say no. Even if you Divide it for yourself. You put it in the freezer and every week you take out uh, a couple of chalas and you bake it and it doesn't have the sheer. It's not machiyabachala because you made the dough in order to divide it. Again, so we have a machloikas if it means only when you divide it for other people or you divide it for even for yourself. And there's other machloikas too. Askumasapoiskim is that whenever you divide it. Not for other people, just for yourself, you should take challah when you make the dough, even though it has a sheer, Take challah without a bracha, do not make a bracha then because you're going into a suffolk. Maybe you're not making to take challah, so therefore, do make a bracha. We have anything when it comes to a bracha, and you, you don't know if you need to make or you don't need to make, you don't make a bracha. But to take challah, you should take challah and without a bracha, and uh, then you could use it. Question. I put on by mistake my Rashid film and made a bracha. Then I realized that I put on my Rabbi Nitam, and it wasn't my Rashid film. I made a bracha. So I removed it afterwards, and put on the Rashid film, but did not make again a bracha. Was that the correct situation to handle it? Yes. (laughs) when a person makes a mistake and he puts on his rabbi Netam's film and he makes a bracha and then he realizes it that it was his rabbi Netam and it's not his rasha, so when he takes it off and he puts on right away afterwards his rashe film, he does not make a bracha the the Beshpatecha Yankov from Yankov which he writes that there is a makir akabula from the Chesidim from the Rebbe of Leblin that the person who makes, puts on, Rabbanian Tamzot every day, if he made such a mistake, he should not make another bracha when he puts on the Rashid film. If he doesn't put on everyday Rabbanian Tamzot film only from time to time, and he made such a mistake, then he should make a bracha. because that goes into Indian for Nimlach, it's then you should make a bracha. But if a person makes, puts on everyday Rabbanian film, and once he made a mistake and he, puts, he put it on, before rasha and he made a bracha on it, he should not make a bracha on Rasheh film. So he did the correct thing. It's interesting to note that he brings also the Mishpitech that there's a saying by Chisidem, that person, which is makpat, to put Amt film Rabayin Tam every day, they're going to make sure that once in his lifetime you should make this kind of mistake and you should make a bracha on Rabayin Tam So basically, Getting back to your question, yes, you did the correct thing. If it happens, you don't make, again, a brocha rwani if you put on two on a daily basis. Question. I bought a box, a 50-pound box of chicken bottoms. Several of them, the lower part of the legs is broken. Some of them have red spots. Are these problematic? The answer to this question is like this. When a person takes a bottom of the chicken and it sees that the bone is broken, if the bone was broken when it was alive, it's problematic. Might be might be trifle. Might be not, but it might be trifle. You go into a sufug, you have to ask a reyarof, bring it to it to him and show it to him. If it happens after it was then there's no problem. Now, most of the bones which is broken on a chicken which you buy in the store, most of them, most means Ruba will happen after Shchita. The machine which takes off the feathers has a big power, and that breaks a lot of times bones. Most of the time, it's from that, that machine otherwise there's a person who usually goes through the chickens and checks these things but it could still happen a broken bone which was which happened when it was alive and it's a problem of trifos so the easiest thing to, to see to check it out is to open it up and look at the bone if the bone is broken but it's clean there's no blood around not dried blood around the broken piece of bone then this is probably it happened from the machine because if it happened when it was alive should have been dry blood around the bone if you sees over there blood or even if you sees on the, the meat uh, like a, a, a blood, not a blood spot but you, you see a hole and over there there is physical blood then it means that it was happened when it was alive So again, most of the time it will happen after the shchita, but you still got to look for it. And you still, if you have a broken bone, you got to look. So the the easiest way is to do it, to rip apart that piece of meat, to check the bone, take out the bone, and see when it's broken. If it's clean, 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 and there's no blood stains over there or around the area, even though there is blood patches around, because all over it could be some kind of blood patch, but that's not blood even though it's red, then you know it's from after Shechita, and you don't have to worry. If you see blood, physical blood, or dried blood over there, you know it happened before the Shechita, and then that chicken is non-kosher. Follow-up question. Last week you spoke about putting a challah on top of a pot of cholent. The question was, can I put a challah on an empty pot? The answer is yes, you could put, if you want to warm up your, your challah, you could take a pot out of your of out of out cabinet, turn it around, turn it over, and you could put on top of it the challah, it should become warm. As I mentioned last week, since it's a yuvash, it's dry, there's no bishl, there's no afia. since it was already baked, so there's no problem. So you could take a pot, out of the cabinet and turn it over and put it on top of it. Now, although we hold, the poiskim trace day hold, that a pot is kailish Shemalachtel that means it's a thing which is made only for Eiser, because in a pot you only cook. Once upon a time, the poiskim write that a, a pot is not a it's Akehle Shemalachtel it's made for usable things on Shabbos. Because once upon a time, they used to store food in a pot. Nowadays, when you have all kind of containers, plastic containers, nobody stores in a pot food. It's only made to cook, so automatically it becomes a iser. So therefore, it's muktzah. But the answer is, we know a iser is still mitter if you use it at a That means if you want to use it for a thing which is permitted, so there's no problem. So again, we're going back to the question: You could take out the pot, although it's it's. Uh, Mixer, machmas, it's a kershmacht al iser, but since you want to use the tzor gifoy, it's not mixer. Question I made a bracha samoytzi and did not eat yet. And I heard one of my family members making a bracha. Am I allowed to answer umain on his bracha? The answer is no, you cannot answer umain because it's a half And if you may answer umain, You'll ha- you have to make a bracha again because from making a bracha of a moitzi until eating anything we say in the middle is going to be a hefsik so therefore if it has no shaykh with the part of what, what, what you're going to do now so saying a bracha a omein on somebody else's berch or somebody else's alatilis yadaim then it's a hefsik but if you made berch alatilis yadaim and you you dry the hands and you're sitting down before making the moitzi. You hear somebody else making a bracha of Allahu Akbar. You could answer mine, There's no problem. But between hamoitzi and eating, it's a hefsek. Question: Am I allowed to sharpen a knife, a milking knife, on a sharpener? a knife sharpener which is Fleishix the answer is you could if the sharpener is a dry sharpener you have no problem using one sharpener for Melchix and And the truth is you could even use it for a non-kosher knife too if it's clean again if everything has to be clean if it's clean the knives are clean and you sharpen it only when it's clean you have no problem because it's clean, so there's basically no problem of food now the question is, when you sharpen it, it becomes hot the answer is, even though it becomes hot we have a klal ein me kayle kayle that means a uh, pat which take, gets in taste in the pot, that means a pot which is basically fly shiks. and right next to it, you have a pot which is milichiks and both are cooking, but there's no steam coming out, but they touch itself. That means you have a Milchiger pot cooking, a Fleschiger pot is cooking, and they touch each, they touch each, th- themselves, each other, but there's no any water between them. So we say there's no problem because the taste which, when it, which is going in into the Milchiger pot will not go into the fleshy pot without any liquid. So if you have two parts, one is melchik, one is fleishik, although it's hot, if there's no liquid between them, there's no problem. So coming back to our Rasha'allah, you have a knife which is melchik. You have a sharpener which is basically fleishik. I don't know how you come flashics, but let's assume it is fleishik. And even though it's hot, but it's dry. So the bleer, which goes which is in the knife, will not go into the sharpener and the same vice versa. But if you use water, because I think that some commercial um, sharpeners do have water, so then there's a a problem. But if you don't have, at least for Trifus, but if you don't have, it's a dry one, you could use on the same knife sharpener for melechiks and fly shiks and there's no problem. question i live in a town which there aren't a lot of Yidden, and most of the weekdays we have no minion over there i am rachman al Ovel on, on my pa- one of my parents and i don't have a minion do i need to pay for bochoram they should come to me be there during the weekdays in order that i should have a minion to say kaddish or do I need to travel an hour and a half to the closest place where I have a minion which is a lot of headaches and it's an cheshma of hafut samayunas? Or I don't need to do that? And what is the guidance? The answer is, a person is not mechiev to spend a lot of tzuhas and a lot of, of his, a lot of his time in his life for a minion. There's a matafrayim, the famous matafrayim. In the back of a sefer, El Hilches Kaddish. And over there in Sha'ar Gimel, Sif Gimli writes that a person should do only what he could do and he doesn't have to take extra mes, measures in order to say Kaddish on his father. So if you need to bring bocharam, which is a big expense, they should stay by you all year and uh, sleep by you and have food by you and they should want to stay and pay them or you have to drive three times a day to a minion an hour and a half, two hours, you're not mechif to do it. But, if you're not mechif to do it, at least make sure to give tzedakah and learn mishnayas, especially, that you don't have him at least, learn mishnayas extra and give tzedakah that at least he should have, his neshoma should have an aliyah. Okay, we're going to stop here and continue, to Tz Hashem, next week. And please send in your questions to... Inbox at anash.org. Good night.